And hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here, along with Dina. We are, we survived. We survived. We, after a long off-season, which it felt like the off-season was taking forever, um, all the drama, all the turmoil that was going on in the off-season, we are three days away. We are under three days away now because technically three we're two. Three at last. We're, we're technically two days and something out, 50-something hours or 40-something hours and um, I forgot how many minutes away <laughs> from, from game day. I have the countdown here, so. But we, we're here, and as you said, Dina, free at last, actually. So we're we're at game week, everyone. Um, this again, this is Matt here along with Dina for Conquest Chronicles podcast. We're just getting ready for we're we're getting ready for this weekend's game. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna dive right into it. Dina, how are you doing? How's everything going? I am doing well. I'm really excited for game day. I really liked those games last week. Hawaii. Um, Arizona at Hawaii was wild. Within the last four minutes, there was like 18 turnovers. Oh my goodness, yes. That was, uh, that game was something else is all I gotta say. Like, it was how... fun too, cause, cause Arizona had like, you know, a couple of them like back to back to back, and Kevin Sumlin looked so calm, like no emotion on the sideline. I was like, how is he not screaming his head off? Because probably Kevin Sumlin's over it. It's week zero. It's week zero. You're playing in Hawaii. I, I just don't think he, I don't want to say he care. He didn't care. Or I think that's just how he is. But, again, you're in Hawaii. You know, like, you're kind of late. Yeah, Hawaii back. surprised me. Hawaii did. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I thought. They would. I thought Hawaii would lose that game. I thought it would be high scoring. I thought Hawaii would lose that game. But how the way Arizona played, or how the way Hawaii played, and how Arizona looked, it was very similar to what last year was. Remember when they played Houston last year, and we thought, um, and, and we were like, oh, Khalil Tate, is, you know, in year two of, of Kevin Sumlin, we thought he's going to be good. You know, we thought he was going to be okay, but something's not right like i i, I mean he thought, did have more rush rushing yards than he did the whole <clears throat> 2018 season he did and, and <clears throat> to be honest with you khalil tate was also injured for majority of that season too but also how can i put this but also i don't know if you saw it but khalil tate almost scrambled for a touchdown i, I saw the replay i had fallen asleep i was so mad that i had fallen asleep See, you can't be falling asleep and 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 games like that's happening. I know. It, it's packed twelve after dark. Have you not learned anything? I know. Yeah, I've been going to bed early. I don't like it. <laughs> She's getting ready because we're preparing for a a long, long, yeah, long day. On long day. You at least you get the drive. At least you get to drive and and everything and kind of sleep in. 
I got to be up in the morning, get to the airport, and then fly (laughs) in that Saturday, and then go to check in, and then drop my stuff off, and then meet you there. Yeah, and you're flying to Long Beach, Beach, so that's going to be a trek. Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) At least I'm going to get there. So, anyway, I know you guys are like, why are you guys putting off this Fresno State preview? Well, we're going to get to it. Um, Again, first game of the season. Week one, not that week zero BS, it's week one, USC, Fresno State. Um, just to give you a little background into this game here, I'll give you a little insight into this game between the, the Bulldogs and the, um, between the Bulldogs and the Trojans. This is going to be the fifth meeting all time. USC leads it, uh, three to one right now, though, one technically don't count due to NCAA violations here at Conquest Chronicles. We count the the the, the vacated games because we saw them. Um, the last Fresno State victory over USC came in 1993, I believe, at the 1993 Freedom Bowl, uh, where Fresno State beat the Trojans 24 to seven. That was their first and only. But that was our first meeting, actually. Uh, up to that point, USC has won the last three. They, uh, they ended up evening up the series in 2005 in that historic, uh, in that historic game in the Coliseum where Reggie Bush had more all-purpose yards than Fresno State. Then again in the Las Vegas Bowl where, uh, where they dismantled Derek Carr and the, uh, one loss and the one-loss Fresno State team. I believe that team was undefeated up until a certain point of the season. And then and, and then, the, a few months later, went ahead and dismantled them at the Coliseum 52-14, to 14, I believe. Um, that was, the, that was uh, the game where, of course, Dory Jackson and Juju Smith-Schuster made their debuts. And here we are. Uh, Fresno State is losing a ton on offense. Uh, George Reyna, who is expected to be the starter for the, um, for Fresno State is a, a senior coming in. He is going to try to lead this Bulldogs, uh, Bulldog offense who only returning two starters. They're only returning. Yeah, but their running back is pretty darn good. Yes. <laughs> Ronnie Rivers, who uh, who had an outstanding performance, outstanding performance in the in the Vegas Bowl against Arizona State, rushed for 112 yards and two scores, and he's going to be the feature back because Jordan Mims, their physical running back, is out for the season after he had a bone graft in his ankle uh, to done to his ankle. He had a bone graft procedure done to his ankle, which will now uh, which will now uh, put him out for the remainder of the season. Again, yeah, Rivers last year Rivers had 743 total yards, 10, 10 touchdowns. <clears throat> he did. He he surely did, and it's going to be. A, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, how this plays out because with USC in the run game, USC's run game was just lacking. Yeah, it was, it really, was pretty it, bad. It it was just really lacking, and this year, I mean, they bulked up on the line. Um, they look a little and bit this better. this year, we don't have our rock, Cam Smith, so someone better step up and make those tackles. Yeah. Well, uh, Gail Teotay is playing middle linebacker. I mean, and John, and Houston's playing middle linebacker. 
So one of those two is going to have to step up. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Fresno State has done a lot of shifting around, moved a lot of players. They're all Mountain West. Uh, they're all Mountain West defensive end, first team. Who, who was he? He was first team all Mountain West defense at defensive end. Uh, Michael Wa- uh, Mikhail Walker, it, or yeah, Mikhail Walker. He no, it's Michael Walker. Excuse me, uh, it's spelled different, but Michael Walker. He's moving from defensive end to middle linebacker, so that's going to be a huge, uh, a huge change for him. He had four and a half sacks last year. Yeah, he had four. He had four and a half sacks last year. Um, also, also was one of the team leaders in tackles for loss. He was the team leader in tackles for loss with fourteen, uh, averaging I think average fourteen per game, or he was at, no not fourteen per game, but he was averaging fourteen through the season. Um. He's gonna, you know, it, it's gonna be interesting to see, but right now all the talk is with USC. How are they gonna bounce back from 2018? What are they gonna look like um, after, you know, what what is what is USC going to look like with the new uh, air raid offense? Is it gonna be a true air raid offense? These are questions that everybody's going to ask. What is how how does USC respond, um, Dina? I, I want to ask you, what are your expectations going into this game? And what do you expect? No, what do you want to see coming into this game? I expect they're going to pass a lot. Um, just, you know, people want to see what Graham Harrell's offense is all about, the, the quote-unquote air raid. <clears throat> but I do think it's gonna they're going to, um, you know, they're going to balance it out with some with some runs. I mean, how can you not with the, the running back corpse that USC has? Um, I think I'm excited. I'm excited to really see some of of Marquis Step. He he showed out in spring camp, and um, you know he's a big, big, a big guy. Looks like he can run through a brick wall, and he's fast. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Graham Harrell balances JT Daniels and the pass game with with the running backs. I think that's what everyone's wanting to see, really. I think all of us would want to see it because with the um, with the running backs, it's just more of with the run game. I know it's had some struggles during camp. I know we've heard about um, I know we've heard about the struggles during camp, and I mean it's just one of those things where they're trying to figure out how is it going to work into it. Right. Is it you know. Oh. Is it more of the of the offensive line or is it the defensive line? Like it's it, it's one of those things where you don't know because they've been playing against each other. Like they just been they've been hitting each right. other, so it's kind of hard to kind of tell because you're like, is it our run game or is it our defensive line? You're hoping it's your defensive line. Like we're we're hoping it's USC's defensive line just going. Well, yeah, we're. We're this, you know what I mean? Like, you're hoping it's that. Is it really that? We don't know. We won't know till till Saturday. So, so I think honestly, and we talked about. I think we we've had this conversation on who we expect will start, like who we name the starter. I think it's going to be Malapai. However, right. if it's going, if you're, if you're looking to go with, you're passing the ball. If you're passing to open up your run game. I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen Carr gets the nod. 
just right, because it's definitely going to be Malapai and Carr. The majority of the majority of well, cannot say majority, majority, majority. of the reps, but um, you know, I hope they do throw Marquis Step in there just because he was so dominant in spring camp, and I, it'll be also interesting to see how the simplifying of the playbook, how that um, how that works out for Daniels. Is he going to get the ball out quicker? Is he going to look more comfortable than last season? Um, you know, I I think JT Daniels really needs to imp- to impress this this game. I mean, it's not only the season opener, but it's you know arguably their easiest game for the next like <laughs> four or five games. So he better do it now. Yeah, it is. It it honestly is because if you really think about it. If you really think about it, USC, after this, they play Stanford, BYU, Utah. It's going to get rough. Mm -hmm. So this is where you want to work out all those early kinks. Because, believe it or not, as fair as it sounds, everybody's going to judge what Graham Harrell does off of this one game. Everybody's going to judge USC off of this one game. Because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dina. Correct me if I'm wrong here. USC blows out. Let's say USC blows out Fresno State, right? Mm-hmm. If USC blows out Fresno State and they look good, like things are functioning, things are clicking, will you feel that much confident heading into the Stanford game? Oh, of course. Now, if USC looks sloppy, looks like things are still, they're still trying to work out the kinks. They're still trying to work things out. They're still trying to figure it out. How are you going to feel after the Fresno State game? Like, despite a win, and it's one of those, like, it's the UNLV game from last year. Let's, that's a perfect right. example. If mm-hmm. the game turns out to be like the UNLV game from last year, how are you going to feel? I mean, obviously I'm going to be a little disappointed, but it's the first game of the year, so it's not, it's not like it's, you know, mid-season and this is happening. So, my thing is... After this game, we're going to sit there. People are going to sit there, and they're going to judge what USC looks like heading into the Stanford game because of that slate. Like, you're going to feel a certain way after this because it's either, oh, crap, or, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit optimistic, and we've we've heard some optimistic things. We've heard optimism – after spring camp, then when you go into fall camp, you're like, what's going – like, you start feeling like, okay, season's coming up. You don't know how to feel or anything. Um, but we do know USC is going to – again, USC has a has a starter. It's going to be J, It's going to be JT Daniels. I called him Jack Daniels earlier, but – No, you called – Oh, no, I called Jack <laughs> uh, Sears. That's what you Jack. did. You mixed Jack Sears and JT Daniels together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They did a Dragon Ball Z fusion. Um, JT Daniels uh, and uh, is the starter for USC, and I think Dina and I said this that this was going to happen months ago. That JT Daniels, if you had to start a game, because the quarterback competition was so close, and I think I asked you, Dina, if you had a game, if USC had a game this week. Who would be the starter? And I think you said JT Daniels would be the starter. Right. And, I think, and, I think you know, and, and 
you know, he he wasn't just named the starter. I mean, experience played a huge part in that, I'm sure. But what right. Glenn Harrell said um, and keeps saying is that he was, you know, the only one that was consistent every week. So hopefully that consistency hard, sticks. I have a hard time seeing that. And here's my reason why. Throughout camp, we've been hearing and and reading – you know, right now it's stagnant. Nobody's really separated themselves. That was kind of the ultimate term of JT's going to stay the starter. Because really, I, I really think everyone was just like, or or the coaching staff was like, look, we start somebody else. What is that going to bring us? You know, you don't know about Fink because Fink, he'll play well, but then he'll disappear. Jack Sears was inconsistent, though fans insist that. And, and mind you, he had a good game against ASU, but fans insist that he's the way to go. Now, we really don't won't know that. We really don't know that. Now we will we'll never really know until he, he goes somewhere else, which we'll get to in a minute. I've seen fans, you know, and and I know they're not going to stick another true freshman and and uh, Keaton Slovis. I know they're not going to go that route. Though he's a gamer and he's the backup, he was named the backup. But I don't think, I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't think USC's really going to go that route. So you kind of have to go. Yeah, with it never Andy. it never really sounded like Matt Fink or Jack Sears really impressed Graham Harrell. Like I never got the feeling that he was really happy with either of them at all. Nah, nah. But he did speak highly of him. Now here's something that really it, it man it, it bugs me because. I sit here, like, we sit here, we talk about this, we look at it. A lot of people are just going, oh, no, um, you know, they promised JT Daniels the starting job. They promised them, promised it to him as soon as he, you know, as soon as he got here. And they're not going to give up the job or anything like that. You know, they won't, they won't give it up or anything. And it's kind of tiring because a lot of people swear there's a conspiracy theory here. A lot of people also swear that, you know, the best players don't play. A lot of people swear by that. They swear by that. If this is the case, because everyone wants to put a dark cloud over this, over the QB situation, who was the better option to start? And I, I'm, and I have to go this route. I'm sorry. I'm going to end up going this route. Who would you start? Who, who would you start in this predicament that you feel confident going with winning? Because let's say you throw Jack Sears in there or Matt Fink in there. Now, mind you, they've all improved. The offense has helped them a lot. But who would you feel better with going forward? If you tell me Jack Sears, you sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who would USC start? Who would you start? Because now you're just throwing people out there. Not only that, you got to think about the team around you, the chemistry and everything around with the quarterbacks and the receivers. That's a very important spot. 
because when you're the quarterback, if I'm the quarterback, I want to know what my receiver spots are. I want to know where they like to have the ball at, where I can get them the ball, where should I put the ball, where where should I place the ball so they can make the plays they need to make. That's all I'm thinking right now. Like, that's the thing you got to think about. It's like a deeper meaning into it. So I feel like with some people, and by far, I think JT Daniels is going to win the job anyway. Because if it's close, why would you risk it? Right. Now, if let's put it like this, because we don't know what can happen moving forward. If Daniels do struggle, okay, now they can go, then you can tap to another quarterback. If well, Daniels struggles, it's going to be Keaton Slovis. Exactly. It's going to be Slovis. It's going to be him. So that's what I look at it as. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, Dina. Like, what, no, what, I feel the same way. Part? I think, you know, if it's really close like it was, then, you know, why not start the guy with experience? Yeah. Why not? I mean... And I'm not saying this like as a dig to anyone else. Right, but, but and just I think JT Daniels, his arm talent is is you know higher than than Fink and Sears. This is true. This is very true. Also, consistency too. Uh, consistency too. They asked what separated Slovis from what separated Slovis from from the other two from from Sears and from Fink. Slovis was arm consistent. Talent. I heard arm, arm talent. talent. A lot. And he's yeah, more suitable he, than you know, he's a because, he's suitable for Harold's air raid style offense. I mean, when you play for uh Kurt Warner, I, I kinda <laughs> expect that. I mean But that's what I I mean, Slovis has talent. And he and the coaches are seeing it. And Graham Harrell Graham Harrell does know what he's talking about. This is Graham Harrell's offense. Graham Harrell played in the same offense at Texas Tech, contrary to belief. Graham Harrell is a former NFL quarterback, a former pro quarterback, a former quarterback, a record-setting quarterback. He knows what he's talking about, so he has control of it. Now, whether he wanted to make the – it kind of depends because you do – at the end of the day, the head coach is going to have a say on who he wants to start. He's right, but if it would have been if it would have been Cliff Kingsbury or Graham Harrell, I think Kingsbury would have picked Daniels too. Oh yeah, anybody who says anyone who says that that it wouldn't have been the same under Kingsbury is lying because Kingsbury would have went with Daniels. He would have it would have been the same thing. It would have been an open competition. It would have been an open competition. They would have battled it out. They would have battled out for it. And guess what would have happened? Exactly. So to say this wouldn't have happened under Kingsbury or any of that stuff, that's a lie. Because it, it would have been the same thing under Kingsbury. Hey. It would have been the exact same thing under Kingsbury. It would, have been, it would have been the same thing with any offensive coordinator who has control of the offense. That's just how it rolls. Um, but one of the casualties in that whole thing was that um, was that Jack Sears is transferring. Jack Sears is going right, to enter. Gonna, 
Oh, go ahead. He, yeah, he is. Um, he did enter his name into the transfer portal. He is um, going to remain on the team, though, until December when he finishes his degree. So it's not like he's leaving tomorrow. Yeah, and I, he wants to finish his degree there. He's he's not going to practice with the team. He's going to go to school. He's going to finish getting his degree and everything. Um, he's going to get his degree and everything. I forgot what I was getting ready to say. I'm so sorry. Um, he's going to get his degree. He's going to be in the transfer portal. Um, it, and that way he can be a grad transfer. He can play right away. And we know he's going to go somewhere where he can play right away. Um, it's going to be a matter of where that's going to be. I don't think there's going to be any restrictions on where he goes. USC, it's rare that USC puts any restrictions on where players should go. All right. Especially it, it's very how he is with, with yeah. things like this. Yeah, because Jack Jones is at Arizona State. Well, Jack Jones, that's a different situation because Jack Jones was at a community college and then transferred to ASU. So it's not like USC can do anything about it. So, I mean, I, I'm rooting for Jack Sears because I do think – Jack Sears is a very is a very good talent. I think, and I said that I might I said this to a few people. I might have said this to you before too, Dina. But I think with um, Jack Sears, especially last year, I think he would have fit perfectly in last year's offense because it's more catered. The RPO to, right. you know, was more catered to him because he was more like a Sam Darnold type of player. He's not Sam Darnold. He don't make Sam Darnold plays, but he's that type of player where he can improvise and 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 so forth. And I felt he should have gotten the opportunity last year when really things weren't going great with uh with JT Daniels. Though I understood why they kept JT Daniels in there, but um, now it's it's just a matter of where he's going to go and where it fits. Uh, that could be any place. I mean, I, I, I know it's early, but in all honesty, I wouldn't be shocked if he looked at. Um, I, I would not really. I really would not be shocked if he looked at Washington, or if he looked at a school in the ACC, or or San Diego State in that matter. Yeah, Washington's Washington, or has Jacob Eason. I don't know if he. Is Jacob because he has two years left, I think, right? I think so. I I could yeah, have sworn. I don't think he would pick Washington. But Easton also maybe could, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, you could. Not yeah, well, yeah, he could actually. He could. Because Justin he, Herbert's uh, he's done after this year. Yeah, Jacob Easton's a junior, and he can leave after this year. And if he really does well, he's 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 leaving. If he really does well. That's yeah, right. but they they have a they have a pretty solid backup in um what's the kid's name? He was going to transfer too when when he lost the job to Eason. Isn't he isn't he transferring now? Like he's leaving? No, he That's it? no he stayed. Um, well, there was there was two. There was Colson Yankoff who transferred to UCLA, and then um, God, what's that kid's name? Jay Keener. No. Because I could have sworn there was somebody who just left. 
who just transferred. Yeah, Jake Colson Yankov uh, went to UCLA. Okay, there was another one that they said transferred to, like he's he, he's leaving right away. Jacob, like Sturman. right after Easton, right he's after East. Tatted, highly touted recruit. <clears throat> but yeah, Jake Jake Hayner is was another Washington uh, quarterback transfer. That is in the transfer yeah. portal. Yeah. Um that's very Yeah, that's anyway. very interesting. I I I I'm rooting for Jack, I'm rooting for Jack Shear cuz I really want him to succeed. I I really want to see what he can do. But at the same time, I know USC fans are going to go this what would have happened if he would have stayed or if he would have been named the starter or mm-hmm. especially if if JT Daniels don't improve off of last season. Especially that but um anyway anyway what are your um what what are some things that you're looking out for in this game like give me some key things you're looking out for in this game coming you know in, in this game what what are some key things that we're keep that you're keeping an eye on if you have to pick three things uh well obviously i'm going to keep an eye on jt daniels and how consistent he is um you know, one way or the other. Um, I wanna I really wanna see how USC handles the run, especially with with the talented running back coming into the Coliseum and um and Ronnie Rivers. Um And Reina's a dual threat too. Don't don't forget about that. He is a dual threat, so he can do some damage, especially knowing especially knowing um players against USC against the um against dual threat quarterbacks. And I want to see her pass rush. You know, without Port Augustine last year it was almost non existent. Um and we don't have him again this year. We weren't we're never gonna have him again, so they need to find someone who can fill fill his shoes. Um for me it's it's interesting. Uh, for me, I want to see how the offense. Obviously, I want to see the offense. I obviously want to see how the offense operates, uh, especially with all those receivers and all the talent and how they're going to use them. And I know for a fact we're going to see Drake London and Manure McLean as well get um, rotational time. So I'm interested to see how the receivers look. They look great in the fall's uh, showcase from highlights. I'm interested to see it in person. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to, or I'm keeping an eye on, are is the secondary. I want to see how the secondary play, especially now that uh, from what they were doing, from what I've heard, was that they put Greg Johnson at the slot or in the, at nickel corner. That Johnson's going to play at the nickel, uh, so that's going to be interesting, and especially with Elijah Griffin and Chris Steele on the outside. If that's the starters, that's going to be a very interesting group. Uh, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how that plays out and to see how uh, how Chase Williams plays into this. And I want to see the health of Talanoa Hafunga and Isaiah Palomao. Mm-hmm. I'm interested just to see how they do. I mean, it's going to be a very young secondary. I want to see how they rotate the secondary in and who's going to who's going to look good, who's going to do what. So that's another thing I'm looking forward to. Um, 
also, I want to see how Helton handles this new role. How he handles the head coaching role. Because a lot of people talk about him taking the coach Ed Orgeron role and not being involved in the offense. Remember, as head coach, he's been involved with the offense. But now you have a QB coach who's in the meetings and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested to see how that shapes out. I'm really interested to see how it, uh, how it all shapes out and everything like that. So that's what I'm going to be, um, that's what I'm going to be looking forward to as well. Those are like, those are three games, three things I'm looking forward to. I, although there's more, but I think those are the three main things that I want to keep an eye on as well. Um, my my question um, is not in terms of the game, but the new Coliseum. How how are you are you looking forward to seeing what's new about the L.A. Coliseum? Because you know how it is, Dina. We both being uh, both of us being L.A. or Southern Cal natives, being USC people. Um, being at numerous USC games, being around the Coliseum, even as students and stuff. What are you looking forward to with the Coliseum? Are you like what's? Are you looking forward to seeing how it really looks? Like, what are your impressions like when you walk in there? Like, what are you expecting? Because I'm not, for me, I'm not expecting to go. Oh my God, it's brand new. But I know it's gonna look brand new and it's gonna look modern. Right. I'm just, I'm, I think the thing I'm most excited for is getting, they got rid of all that crap that was, um, in the way of the peristyle. Yes. <clears throat> so that's what I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing that full, full glimpse. Um, they said Wi Fi. They said that Wi Fi is supposed <laughs> they to work. Said. They said, but, that remains will Snapchat seen. upload or will it not? That's the true test. <laughs> we will find out. You know what? We will let you guys know if this thing works because we keep hearing it's going to work. It's going to work. The Wi-Fi is going to work. That thing's not. Man, I, every time they say Wi-Fi is supposed to work in there, I could never upload anything. So we're going to see uh, how that is. Um, they said the Coliseum capacity reduced. I don't know. To me, it's going to look outside of the scholarship tower because I know that's like really the, the only glaring difference and the peer style being the I peer think the style from are the pretty old. Different. You it know, is. They're all red. They're not, they're not, uh. Well, it's supposed to be more comfortable and with seat, with, 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 uh, seat cup holders and right. stuff. But they're saying with the reduced capacity, I don't think that's going to really make a fat, make a difference because when you look at, I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to go, it's still massive. It still looks like there's 93,000 in here. Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's going to look like it's going to be 93,000 in there. It's going to look like – but then again, you never know until you step in there. Like, I don't – like, I haven't seen the Coliseum full, and I think – I don't know if we'll see the Coliseum full. I don't – it's not going to be a sold-out game because the game's no. not sold out, but <laughs> – I th- I'm expecting a pretty decent capacity. It, it's the only game in L.A. The Dodgers are out of town. What are you going to do on a Saturday night at 730 at night? 
That is true. Because if this was during the day, if this was a day game, I'd understand why people won't go. I like literally, we we're calling it no sunburn Saturday for a reason. <laughs> I'd understand if it was a day game or if the Dodgers were in town or you know I go to a, I want to go to a Dodger game. USC didn't do that well or US UCLA's out of town. There's no FCS team in Los Angeles. Well, like Long Beach, they always play out of town. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> they do overlap. Sometimes when they play, they do overlap. But I know, like, I know for a fact, how can I put it? I know for a fact, like, there's no FCS team. So Long Beach State, Cal Fullerton, um, um, give me another one. Cal State, Dominguez Hills. Though that will probably wouldn't be FCS, nowhere close to FCS. But those schools, UC Irvine, they don't have a football team, so it's not like you would go to Long Beach State or to Cal Fullerton or to UC Irvine and watch football. Like, there's no way you would do that. So, <clears throat> so USC is the only football in town <clears throat> that weekend, I believe, unless the yeah. ramp. Yeah, I think it's the only football in town that weekend. So why not? I, I think it's a why not thing. I think it'll be a decent size. I, I think I think we'll see about maybe sixty thousand. I'm going to guess sixty thousand is going to be the capacity. Maybe seventy thousand. Maybe we'll get seventy thousand. I think the I'd reduced be capacity it was seventy thousand. Because I think the reduced capacity is going to help a lot. Because USC, USC now, from the end of the Pete Carroll era to now, averages about 70,000. About 75,000 at the most. Because the Pete Carroll era, USC used to average 90,000. Right. At least 90,000. Yeah, the last time the Coliseum was sold out was when Texas was in town. Yes. It actually was. Really? That was the last time it was sold out? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Oh, you know what? Yeah, because then they played the next two games on the road and they lost, and that affects attendance. So, yeah. I don't know, because the late start might hamper some people. If this was like a primetime game, that... But the the seven thirty kickoff would hamper a lot of is, is going to hamper people. I yeah, think people that don't want to stay out until eleven. But that might be the why downside. not Saturday night? What are you gonna do on a Saturday night? Like really? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to the club. Oh, I'm gonna go to Disneyland. Drive all the way out to Disneyland. I I just think if and plus with USC, how the way USC was. Really, it's like, do I really want to go see them play Fresno State? Yeah, I think the record last year is definitely going to hurt the ticket sales. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But any predictions on this game before we move on? Because I know we're talking about um, a lot. <laughs> we're at the, the almost a 40-minute mark, and we have not hit predictions on this game. Gosh, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say USC is gonna struggle with the run early like they always do. Right. Um, 
you know, plug it up during the second half before the start. Um, I think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to have a big game. <clears throat> I'd agree. I'm going to say three touchdowns. Um, I'm trying to think here. I, I know I say USC wins. I'm going to say USC wins. That's obvious. USC wins by a score of, I'm going to say USC touches 50. Wow. I think USC is going to score. I think USC hits 50. USC, I can't say where in the 50s, but I think USC hits the 50s. I'm going to go with 54 to 20, 54 to 20. Okay. I'm going to go, no, 54, yeah, yeah, 54 to 20. I'm going to say 54 to 20. Because, because I think the USC defense, especially the secondary, um, I, 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 I think Fresno State's gonna manage to put up points. Now, they have a new offensive coordinator, so that's gonna be the struggle. And I think, I, I think Fresno State is capable, especially Jeff Tedford's teams, they're capable of putting up points. I just don't think the Fresno State defense has enough to really stop USC like that, to really slow down USC. I don't. So I, that's where I'm going with on that. I think USC puts up 50 points. I think, I, I just think, I just think the defense is just going to be the concerning part. And the run game, I'm interested to see how the run game's gonna look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see O line play. Um, you know how they protect JT Daniels and how they <clears throat> they open up the run game. Um, yeah, it'll be. I'll be. I'll be happy if they hit fifty. They're gonna hit fifty. What about Pac-12 predictions? So we so we have um we got some Pac-12 predictions here. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and put bring the schedule up. I don't know why Yahoo keeps doing this, but we're gonna go ahead and look at some predictions here, starting with tomorrow's games. Actually, let me pull up Pac-12. We're going to go with tomorrow's game, and that is UCLA. Yeah, the, the tomorrow's the 20th. Oh, there's three games. There's three Pac-12 games. Excuse me. So we're going to go with UCLA and Cincinnati. Who wins that one? Um, right now, I don't. there's not a point spread on this right now. There's no point spread. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm going opposite. I'm going UCLA. Really? I think I think UCLA um I honestly believe UCLA 
will beat Cincinnati. I think UCLA is going to be a, is going to look a little bit better. I don't think they win it by much, but I think UCLA wins this game. I think UCLA win, ends up winning this game. And that game is at 4 p.m. tomorrow on ESPN at Cincinnati. It's a coin flip, but I'm going to go UCLA on the road. Next game comes on at 7 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. You have Kent State taking a trip to Tempe, Arizona, to face the <laughs> Arizona State Sun Devils. Herm Edwards in year two. Arizona State is favored by 24 and a half. Um, supposed to be New starter, Jaden Jaden da- uh, Daniels? Yes, Jaden Daniels will be the new is is the starter for the Sun Devils freshman starter. Um, who do you think wins this game? Although it's pretty obvious who I <laughs> yeah, know is going to win this game. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona State. <clears throat> I'm I'm going Arizona State as well with the new quarterback. Um, I think this is a good game to break him in. Uh, it's a yeah, good game to sure. break him in. Get his feet wet with this against a Mac power. Though don't sleep on the Mac. The Mac could be a power, pretty powerful co- teams in the in the in that conference. So I wouldn't sleep on the Mac. But I think Arizona State um, too much too much talent too too much physicality on that team. They're gonna be hungry. They're gonna want to get. They're they're gonna look to want to get um, to make a point and that they could uh, that they could really do some things in the um in the Pac twelve. So I'm gonna go with Arizona State and I think Arizona State covers the spread. I don't know why I say that. But yes. Next game. Um next game we have for the Thursday slate and this will be the end of the Thursday slate. Utah at BYU, the holy war. Which is <laughs> nothing holy about the holy war. You know, war. I kinda wish they'd wait they always have. It seems like they always have this game early in the season. I wish they would wait till rivalry, rivalry week. <clears throat> Usually they do, but I guess because they made it earlier. Because Utah and Utah State we used to play early, and I guess they decided to make this game early. I I rather see this game early. It's the Holy War, though. There's nothing holy about the Holy War. <laughs> That's just like uh, everyone. I'm- that's just like every Utah fan told me. There's nothing Mormon about BYU. Just like there's nothing Christian about Notre Dame. I don't know why I said that. Notre Dame's Catholic. For that. But. Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, who do you have winning this game? It's going to be a very physical game, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to pick Utah. Everyone seems to think they're going to be the. Uh, Pac-12 champions. I don't know if I'd go that far. They always, uh, they always, what's the word? Slip. They never reach their full potential. Someone I saw somewhere. One, someone had Utah going to the, <laughs> going to the, the playoffs. <laughs> it was somebody from ESPN. It was probably Lee Corso. Yeah. I think it was that Lee was Corso. But Lee Corso is the same guy who had Georgia Tech and Cal playing for a national championship. <laughs> same exact guy who had Cal and Georgia Tech playing for a national championship. So I don't know how serious we can take that. But Yeah, I mean, I didn't take it serious. <laughs> but Utah could be a sleeper. 
you but BYU is also physical and in rivalry games anything can happen. The game is at is in Provo. It's at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. BYU uh again physical team. They hung with the Utes last year. Uh lost to the Utes by a touchdown, I believe. They lost to them by about 8. No, they yeah, they lost to them by 8 actually. Um first game of the season you're getting a ranked team on the road. Utah's winning. I mean, I'd game. like to see Utah lose, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to. Utah's winning that game. Um, I just think they're returning too much. Uh, there's too right. much returning from on that defense, which was one of the best defenses in the nation, one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. They're getting they're getting their quarterback back. They're getting Zach Moss back. A lot of their offensive weapons are coming back. Just too much experience on that team coming back. Um, I I think I think Utah wins this game by two scores. Yeah, I can agree to that. So, so that's where I'm that's where I'm going with on that one. Uh, moving on. How many more games do we got to predict? Oh, we got Friday games, too. We got Friday games. Uh, you have Colorado and Colorado State. Um, mm-hmm. Battle of the Rocky Mountains, or whatever their rivalry name is. Colorado's schedule is, is favored by 13 and a half. Game is, at, um, game is in Boulder. No, game is in Denver. My bad. The game is at Mile High Stadium in Denver. Um, it's supposed to be 87 with a high with with thunderstorms in the horizon. Game is at seven o'clock on ESPN. Uh, both teams are are on a losing streak. They lost. They dropped their final. What is it? One, two, three, four, five. They dropped their final five games. So one of these teams are going to be starting off on a um, starting off on a on a on a pretty good. On a on a right foot, uh, who do you have in this one? I have Colorado. I got Colorado as well. Mel Tucker's first season. Uh, the Buffs have have uh, Stephen Montez coming back, as well as Levitska uh, Chenault coming back. Uh, uh, I I I have Colorado winning this one with these. I don't think it's with these. I think they pull away in the third quarter. Again, rivalry games, you never know. Um, a pretty good one at Reacher Stadium. Oklahoma State and Oregon State. Game is, game is at Reacher Stadium in Corvallis, Oregon. Game is at 7.30 on, on, uh, Fox Sports 1. Um, Big 12 against Pac-12. I, I'm going with Oklahoma State on this one by, by, uh, by 21. I think Oklahoma State has too much of an offense. Passing game will, passing game will be doing too will be too much for the uh for the Beavers. Yeah, I have Oklahoma State as well. I have Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma State winning that one. Although they are uh, be backing in a new quarterback. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, then yeah, that might be closer. I mean, Oklahoma State is favored by fourteen, so. Um, Eastern Washington and Washington at 12 on Pac-12 Network <laughs> at Husky Stadium. 
um, the Eastern Washington lost to Northern Illinois in the, uh, I believe, in the FCS playoffs, I believe. So I got UW winning that one. Of course. Uh, though Eastern Washington is no pushover. That would be pretty no good, though, if they, if they pulled off the upset. Because a lot of people have Washington in the playoffs. If they pull the upset, then that would change everything. But I got UW easy. Yeah, so do I. All right, UW easy. That's that's just that's just where I'm at. A good one. A matter of fact, I'm just gonna go with these with these two here because the next one, Cal and UC Davis. Cal's winning that one. New Mexico State and Washington State. Um. Wazoo's favored by 31 and a half. I, I'm picking Wazoo. But Northwestern and Stanford at 1 p.m. Yes, that is on, a good one. On Fox. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, Stanford is ranked in the top 25. Northwestern isn't. Patch Fitzgerald's team is a lot like the Jim Harbaugh teams with Stanford. They're a lot like Stanford, actually. Um, I think the last time these two teams met, I think the last time Northwestern and Stanford met, I believe Stanford won that one, if I'm not mistaken. No, Northwestern won that one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The last time they played, I believe Northwestern won. Um, Battle of the Academic Schools, Stanford's favorite by six. Who do you have in this game? This one's hard because Stanford, or not Stanford, Northwestern, you know, they have Hunter Johnson, the Clemson quarterback transfer, former five-star. Had Trevor Lawrence not been there, I I think he would have been the guy um, after Kelly Bryant. Um, This one's hard because I really, I'm not really high on Stanford. I think last year they kind of, were lackluster. Um, where's the game at? It's at Stanford. It's in Palo Alto. Just because Afternoon it's at kickoff home, in Palo Alto. I, think, I think Stanford, if it would have been away, I, I would have picked Northwestern. Yeah, I kind of got to give the edge to the home team here, though I think it will be a a very close game. I think it will be a yeah, really close Johnson's game. I think Hunter Johnson is going to pass for some yardage for sure. I I think um I think Hunter I think Hunter Johnson's going to he's going to be the difference. I can say I can I can promise you that, but I think Stanford wins this one in a close one. I think Stanford wins a very, a very, very close, a very, very close game. Um, I think this could go down at a wire just because of how close it is. It's going to be a physical game. I think it's going to be pretty low. I'm not going to say it's going to be really low scoring, but it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be low scoring. So I'm going with the, uh, I'm going with the farm on this one. Another one. And this one is going to be hard to pick. Oregon and Auburn. Rematch of the 2011 National Championship game. BCS National Championship game. 
Game is played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Auburn favored by three and a half. Really? They are. They're favored by three and a half. So, though, I think the max it can go is three and a half. That's That's interesting because Oregon is, what, you know, there, I know they're ranked above Auburn and then. AP top 25, and a lot of people have yeah. Oregon in the playoff. A lot of people are really high on Oregon. I'm not. Um, I don't think Justin Herbert is, you know, all that people hype him up to be. But Auburn is going to be breaking in a true freshman quarterback in Bo Nix. Um, but the, and you know Texas, <laughs> Texas and the Pac-12 don't don't seem to mix. They don't go hand in hand. <laughs> No, that's USC in the that's USC in, in, Texas, in the state of Texas that don't go hand in hand. USC in the state of Texas don't go hand in hand at all because USC fails to score in the state yeah. of Texas. I don't know. I this is this is a, this is probably the hardest one to pick. Um, This this is really like one of those coin flip games. Just because they're going to be breaking in a true freshman, I'm going to pick Oregon, but I don't think they're, it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be relatively close. I'm going to go You say you're going with Oregon? Yeah. I'm gonna go Auburn, and this is gonna be it's gonna be exactly like the Washington game last year when Auburn played Washington. I think it's gonna be exactly like that game. I think Auburn. Well, I think Jake Browning was the <laughs> difference maker there. Yeah, and they were missing an offensive line, one of their top offensive linemen. So I'm. I, this is a coin flip game, but I'm going with Auburn on this one. I I I I don't know. It's just something about the SEC and the Pac-12 that just for whatever reason it don't go hand in hand. That is true. The the fact that this was even an argument with the Pac-12 and the SEC was mind blowing years ago. Once well, it was really USC versus the SEC, but then. That was like the most mythical rivalry I've ever seen. That was never played. Um, I but yeah, I'm I I gotta go with Auburn. I think it's gonna be a very pro Auburn cl- uh, crowd. Oh yeah, it's gonna be For a very sure. pro Auburn crowd For in, in sure. Dallas. And then next year we're gonna be talking about Arlington, Texas, with USC and Alabama oh, again. God. We really gotta go through this again. Um. Anyway, any game any game day essentials that you want to bring up before we get into questions and, and wrap it up? I just have one. Um, tomorrow, my see-through, clear, plastic uh, little purse, I guess you would call it, is coming in. Because <laughs> you can't be bringing those. The only thing you can bring in that's not clear is a little like clutch, like a wallet. Everything yeah. else, you're you're gonna have to leave it in your car because they're not so gonna allow it. I, 